This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project, episode 112. Self-worth is something that comes up so much in coaching that I needed to do a podcast episode on it. It came up a few times this week, so it's top of mind, and I know so many people struggle with low self-worth. And what I see with these people is that you might feel like the reason why you can't achieve something is because you don't think you're worth it. You might think that you self-sabotage because you don't think you're worthy, or you don't take care of yourself because you don't think you're worthy of taking care of yourself. And we could perhaps say that maybe at the root of it, that's there's some truth there. However, I don't think it's useful to look at it that way, because then self-worth becomes this big overarching kind of cloud that is in the way of everything that we want. And if we just look at self-worth and this idea of self-worth and having low self-worth, I think it comes from a habit of talking to ourselves in a negative way. So. So many of us have habit have a habit of being overly critical about ourselves, overly judgmental, focusing, we focus on our flaws and shortcomings. We look for how we're behind or we're slower than others or we're not good enough or not good as other people. This simply becomes a, a lens through which we see ourselves and it becomes a habit, a, a habitual way of thinking. And then we try to make meaning of this. So we look at our past and we look for reasons why we have low self-worth. So maybe we were criticized or judged by people in our lives. Maybe you had a boss or an ex-partner or a family member that told you that you were not good enough. Or maybe even you had a family member that they were hard on themselves and they modeled that. So you learned that that is the way to be. And I think that is very much a part of our culture is we kind of put ourselves down because in our culture, it's kind of looked frowned upon to be overly confident and brag and boast and, you know, have a big head or a big ego. And so we do the complete opposite. And that's way more accepted and way more normal and way more, you know, making that helps everyone around you feel very comfortable and feel good about themselves when you put yourself down. But this is all so unhealthy and it doesn't serve us to be this way. So this whole idea of, you know, when if if you are someone that kind of refers to yourself as someone that has low self-worth or you um, recognize that your lack of worthiness is something that you struggle with, then I think that the problem is not so much that that's happening. It's that you keep thinking about it and you keep defining yourself in that way and you use that against yourself. And then it just becomes the reason for everything. And what I've noticed in my clients that struggle with this is how easy it is for them to focus on the negative qualities and their problems and their failures and how hard it is to focus on their strengths and accomplishments. Often I will ask them to tell me 
you know, positive things about themselves and give me a list. What are, you know, five things that you're doing really well? What are five things that you really like about yourself? And they get so uncomfortable. And it, it's so anxiety provoking to focus on their positive things because it's so unfamiliar. And what happens is your, your subconscious mind will reject anything that's unfamiliar and it will accept anything that's familiar. So anytime you start to do something that's different from the norm, your subconscious mind doesn't like that because it's different and it will reject it. And so we don't do it. But this is exactly what you need to do to change this, to increase your self-worth. You need to make a point of focusing on your positive qualities, your strengths, your wins, your accomplishments, what's going well, what you're doing well. And I think you can do this through a daily journal questions. And the, the kind of questions that you ask yourself determine the kind of answers your brain comes up with. So asking yourself questions like, what do I like about myself? What am I doing well right now? What am I good at? What challenges have I overcome? That gets our mind looking for the good. And so the more that you ask your mind to look for the good, the more it will find those things. And then if you build a habit of it, it will become more familiar and your brain will be less likely to reject and focus on the negative. So that's one very practical thing you can do if you know that you are struggling with low self-worth and you want to change that. The second thing is holding space for your difficult emotions. And I want you to think about if you've ever held a baby, whether it's your own or someone else's, and you hold a baby and you hold space for whatever the baby is going through, and there's a kind of general kindness, whether that baby is crying, screaming, or smiling and happy. And what would it look like to do the same for yourself? To affirm whatever you're feeling, not as in you're entitled to whatever you're feeling, but just whatever you're feeling is the truth of this moment. And then holding space with a sense of kindness and dropping into the physical experience of that emotion. So whenever you notice that you have uh, a challenging emotion, whether that's shame or anxiety or overwhelm or fear, noticing it and then dropping into your body and really just paying attention to the different sensations in your body. And this is a way where instead of rejecting how you're feeling and in rejecting your uncomfortable emotions, you're actually, it's like you're holding that baby and you're just being with the baby and being with it through whatever it's going through. And another reason why this is so Effective is because you get out of the story looping in your head that's creating all those negative emotions and you basically interrupt the narrative and then you're able to just be in the physical experience, the intensity of that emotion, and then it will run its course and you will stop perpetuating it. And this is what I call you know, emotional self-care and it's 
like, you know, the first one, different, it's a habit to build. It's we're creating new thinking habits, new emotional habits, habits of how we deal with our emotions. And then there's, you know, what we can do in terms of our actions that increase self-worth. So one of my favorites, which I have a whole podcast on this, is self-massage and the Ayurvedic practice of Abhyanga, which is self-massage with oil. And it's just this giving yourself this gentle, nurturing, soothing, loving touch that really helps calm your nervous system, creates a sense of safety and self-love. And, you know, that along with any other self-care practices like drinking enough water, moving your body, getting enough sleep, giving yourself the opportunity to relax and take a break when you need to. All of these things signal to yourself that you are worth it. You are worthy. You are someone that deserves to be taken care of. So these are things you can add on. But what I think the most important thing for you to stop doing is stop reinforcing the thought that you have low self-worth. That is a thought. You are just labeling the set of experiences that you're having and calling it low self-worth. And calling it low self-worth just keeps you in this whole story and identity of being that kind of person. And low self-worth is not a character trait. It's a habit. It's a habit of thinking, feeling, and acting. And like any other habit, you can change it. And I think of it, it's also, it's like a pair of glasses you've been wearing. You've been wearing the glasses of I have low self-worth. And so you're seeing yourself through that lens and you can take off these glasses. You can decide, I don't want to wear these glasses anymore. I don't want to see myself in this way. I don't want to identify as someone with low self-worth. So then the challenge becomes, and this is, this came up in one of my coaching sessions this week is there is a reason why you're holding on to this identity because there's always a positive intention underneath everything that we do. And it's unconscious most of the time. We don't know. It can seem like what could be positive about that. And the, your low self-worth is protecting you from something. So it might be an interesting exploration to ask yourself, what are you protecting yourself from? What do, what do you think you're protecting yourself from? And when we when I did this exploration with one of my clients this week, she realized that, you know, basically if she just continues to criticize herself, then somehow she is already feeling the negative emotion that she wants to avoid from having someone else criticize her. Which, you know, when we look at this logically, it makes absolutely no sense. It's like you're wanting to avoid the feeling of being shamed or judged or criticized. So by avoiding that, you just create that ahead of time. And you do it to yourself, which somehow feels safer than someone else doing it to you. And somehow it's like if we can just kind of be in that emotion already, we won't be blindsided if someone else says something negative to us. And this is how crazy our, our minds are. Our brain does crazy things that make no logical sense. But I think that's why doing the work of investigating these habitual ways of thinking and being is so important. So we can look at this stuff from a very neutral, self-compassionate place 
a very curious place and see, okay, why might I be doing this? Why might I be holding on to this way of seeing myself? And what do I think I'm, what is the positive intention underneath? What do I think I'm protecting myself from? Sometimes we think we're protecting ourselves from failure. If we don't, if we tell ourselves, I'm not doing it because I have low self-worth, then we don't have to try. We don't have to fail. But then we also don't give ourselves a chance of succeeding. And so we get to stay in the safety zone, in the comfort zone of our habituated patterns and nothing changes. But that's not a way to live. And that's not how we, you know, when we look at it clearly, you can see that that was not what any of us want. So what it, would it be like to just drop the story that you have low self-worth? What if you told never told yourself that ever again? What if you were not allowed to use that excuse for why you engage in a bad habit or you make a bad decision or you procrastinate or whatever it is, self-sabotage, whatever. Because what happens is we do these things and then we put them all under the big umbrella of I do it because I have low self-worth and I don't believe in myself. Instead of looking at each thing individually, each action that you take or action that you don't take that you don't feel good about and saying, okay, what was happening in that moment instead of making it mean something about who we are as a person and just look at each thing and see in that moment what was I thinking what was I feeling what was happening around me what was you know was I triggered what you know all that stuff and then we can just unlock ourselves from the story of the low self-worth So if this is something that you are struggling with, low self-worth, and this is something you really do want to change and you want help, you want coaching, you want to help investigate your unconscious programming and change it, reach out to me. And my email and information is in the show notes and I'd be happy to offer you a free 45-minute strategy session to see if coaching is the next step for you. And... Otherwise, I will talk to you soon. Bye.